Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys and babies. Let's make it rain. Hello, my fellow sovereigns, and welcome back to another episode of The Princess and the Bee. I am so excited to be here with you. As always, take a hot second to thank yourself for choosing content that uplifts and inspires and champions and challenges you to be greater, to rise higher, to rise into your reign and to your throne that you deserve to be on because... Your parents had sex and thus here you are, leader of your life, just like every other monarch. Like, let's be honest, that's really, that is, that is the determinants for a monarch. So why not you? That being said, if you're like, ooh, she sounds a little cheeky, like she's in a full-on Enneagram 8 challenging mood, you bet I am. And that is because I, over this past week, have heard too many stories that were from clients, community members, reading posts, people in the socials, where I have seen so many stories of people who are continuing to allow their past to define their future. And if you didn't like your past, it's kind of predicting a shitty future. It's not your past that defines your future. It's the meaning that you attach to the past that you bring into the future that then defines your future. And so if you have attached a crappy meaning to your past, to your experiences, and I get it. If you've had some shitty experiences in your past, I know I did. If you had some shitty experiences in your past, I get it. There is, there is the desire, the innate biological desire to blame. Because certain things that happened in your past were not your fault. It wasn't your fault. Yet, it is your responsibility to heal. Yes, something bad happened in the past. Yes, something bad happened that consciously or unconsciously a decision was made that you shaped your identity around because of those things that happened. Maybe it was one specific event or maybe it was just a collective events of being rejected or neglected in some way. Yes, something bad happened. Maybe something bad happened continuously. The thing is, is that you can either continue to perpetuate a cycle of bad happening by living in a victim story which means you are giving your power to the people who were the people who abused you and hurt you you are giving your power away to them in the present moment they're not here i had to realize this quite astutely twice in my life maybe three times so first time was with my dad 
for years, years, I blamed him. I have so many angry journals at him about just, you know, certain experiences that I had. I have so many angry journals that where I just scribbled out massive pain because behind the anger was a whole lot of hurt from a little girl who really just wanted to be loved. The thing is, is that my dad loved me. I just made his behavior mean to me as a person. I made it mean that he didn't love me. I made it mean that I was broken and damaged and a victim. My dad never saw me as broken, damaged, and a victim. He saw me as a champion. He saw me as someone brave and courageous and a savior for him. I remember one time when I um, drove him to the hospital because he was so drunk. We didn't know he was drunk. um, That we thought he was having a stroke. And he said, Kim, you're the only person who can save me. That's a lot of pressure to put on a daughter. That being said, his choices and his actions were not made with the intention to mean that I was broken, damaged, and a victim. But that's what I made them to mean. You see, we are not responsible for the experience of what happened to us. We are responsible for the meaning that we attach to them. And in order to heal from 10 years of bulimia, I blamed him for years that he was the he was he was the reason I was bulimic. He was the reason I had some fucked up things that happened to me in childhood. He was the reason and I blamed him. Problem is is when you blame someone for all the bad in your life, when you blame them for all of the bad that has happened in the past and still present, then if you're giving them that much credit, they also get the credit for the good. My question is, do you want to give that credit to them? Because personally, when I was recovering from bulimia, I wanted my recovery to be mine. When I transformed from being bulimic, I wanted that transformation to be mine. I didn't want it to be my dad's. It wasn't his transformation to give. It was mine to choose into and thus to receive as well. That's what transformation is. It's sexual transmutation of the masculine and the feminine, our masculine ability to choose and make a decision, and our feminine ability to receive the effects of that decision. When I chose to no longer be bulimic, to start choosing into loving my body, to start choosing into figuring it out, I also had to be willing to receive the effects of that transformation, and neither of those were my dad making me or saying that I needed to make these choices. No one can make you make a choice. Not really. If you think someone's making you make a choice, that's you giving away your power to that person. So here is where my beef is at. Is that you have the power to transform the meaning of what you have given to every single past experience that you have experienced. And like I said in my TED Talk, I said that I transformed the meaning of my story. I decided that everything I experienced in my past made me the person who I am today, who I'm proud to be today. My experiences with my dad, that 
was like 30 years of a training ground on how to challenge people's behavior and hold them to a higher standard. The experiences of abuse that I had allowed me to see and look in the eyes of other people who have been abused and recognize their soul behind the pain and the hurt. But I can see that they've experienced it and I can look at it and I can connect on such a fucking deep level that I've been able to literally save lives. There was one guy that I saw in a, in a room of 2,000 people. I connected and, and locked eyes. I didn't know what it was, but I knew he had something that he needed to release. I knew he had something that he needed to get out. And because I was able to see something in his eyes, something that I would have never been able to see had I not experienced my own abuse, I was able to recognize this guy out of a room of 2,000 people, call him into a group and have him for the first time admit that he was sexually abused. I was able to see that because I was too. And that is a superpower. In fact, after that experience, the guy ended up having a full breakthrough. And me and another coach ended up taking him out of the room and talking him through. Because when you first, when your subconscious mind first says, you are able to process this experience. Because that's what our subconscious mind does. Our subconscious mind represses experiences that we are not emotionally ready to deal with until we are. And in that moment, that man, I was able to help coach him through, not therapy, I was able to coach him into seeing a new perspective, into challenging what had happened, into accepting into starting to see how he could possibly love himself. I didn't know until a few years later when we were catching up um, that that night he was planning his suicide. I didn't know that. But I saw something in him. And after that evening, after speaking with him and coaching with him for, for about an hour, just helping him process this breakthrough, this massive breakthrough, I called my dad and I thanked him. I said, Dad, I know you still feel guilty for what you did. I said, I know you're still punishing yourself with shame. I want to let you know, though, that even though what you did was shitty, I'm grateful for it because it now helped me save a life. I just knew. I knew it helped him save a life. I didn't know how. I didn't know that he was literally, that this guy was literally thinking of committing suicide that night. But I would never have had the awareness, the sensory acuity to recognize that in someone else had I not had that experience with my dad when I was a kid. Blame is insidious. Blame is biological. And blame is a very, very easy way to default your power, to give away your power, and to choose not to change. That's what blame essentially is. 
blame, once it goes through its proper biological, you know, natural process, it becomes a choice. Do you choose to change the story? Do you choose to give someone else your credit for the transformation that you are currently going through? I had to do the same when I was bought out of my e-commerce company for a year and a half. I was mired in blame. I blamed my former business partner for my finances. I blamed him for me being in debt. I blamed him for uh, the situation in my life, uh, feeling like I was broke. I blamed him for my money situation. Thing is, my business partner was not a part of my life once we signed that buyout agreement. The thing is, it wasn't my business partner putting money on my credit cards. It was me. Thing is, it wasn't my dad shoving my finger down my throat, making me puke up my food. It was me. I had to take ownership of the actions that I had taken. I had to take ownership of the results, shitty results, like shitty results like a poor relationship with my body. That was what I, that was the result that I had from being bulimic. Um, the results of poor financial decisions. I had to take responsibility for that. And let me tell you, the responsibility dance, the ownership dance, ain't sexy. It is hard. It sucks. Who likes it? I I am training my four-year-old currently, Declan, in taking ownership and responsibility. And I see him go through the process and he it he doesn't like it. The thing is, is that most of us are four-year-olds still living the lives in 30, 40, 50-year-old adult bodies. Our subconscious mind is still a toddler. And it takes us shifting from our emotional brain into our logical brain, into our more mature brain and having some uh, maturation to be able to take ownership of our actions and start choosing to make new choices to produce new results. Which also means choosing not to blame someone from our, our past, even if they're still involved with our present. Which means choosing not to blame someone anymore for who we are now. You have a powerful aptitude to be able to create who you are right now in this very moment. And who you desire to be. You have a powerful capability and agency in this moment to decide and make a new choice. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. Because if you have a pattern of hating yourself, feeling like a failure, feeling like you're never enough, or you can never do enough, feeling guilty, then that is currently a pattern. It's a default. It's default programming. Doesn't mean it's not plagiarized. And from that default programming, it took a while for you to get to that point where you were programmed in that way to constantly feel guilty, to constantly feel bad about yourself, to constantly feel like a failure, to constantly feel like you're, you're fucking things up and doing things wrong. That was programmed into you. You 
can take up the mantle and choose new programming. It means practice. It's not going to happen overnight. It does take time. It does take a daily practice and a consciousness and awareness of choice to question, oh, shit, am I doing that thing again? Oh, I'm doing, I'm, I'm living in that old programming. Okay, cool. Consciously aware, shifting your awareness, making a new choice. And when you first start the process, it feels slow and it feels arduous. I promise you, the more you practice the process, the faster it speeds up. To this day, I still have moments of not enoughness, of feeling like a failure, of feeling like I'm fucking up and doing everything wrong. Believe me, I'm human. I still have that default programming from time to time. It just doesn't come up as much. It used to be a daily moment-to-moment thing. Now it's maybe once a month comes up from time to time in the background of my life where I'm like, oh, oh, there's that old, there's that familiar old devil. Because it's not new level, new devils. It's new level, same fucking devils. They're just in a different form, on a different plane. They're maybe not as loud. And the thing is, is that having worked with multiple mentors and coaches and multiple clients from all walks of life and all forms of income, I've asked, like, does that inner critic ever go away? Does that ego, inner critic, fear ever go away? And consistently the answer is no, but you learn to work with it. The voice just, it doesn't go away because you're human and you're having a human experience. You're a soul having a human experience. And part of that is experiencing and remembering who you are and reconditioning and transforming your story and removing the plagiarized programming and recognizing where the ego is coming into play and recognizing those moments and then choosing to challenge them because as you do eventually the voice doesn't get so loud eventually as you do you're like up there's that silly belief again oh my gosh I can't believe it reared its head right now all right that's silly back to being the queen back back to ruling my life back to being like oh I'm so thank you and and instead eventually you may get to the point where you actually have gratitude for it. Well, oh, okay, great. Here's another space where I get to grow. It is your choice to get to grow. It is your choice to actually grow or to continue to repeat the cycle, to continue to repeat the old story, the past pattern, the old identity that you don't even like being in anyways. So if, if the fact that you don't like that old identity, you don't like the the version of you, the side of you, the the version you are today. And that, that was what I had back when I realized, oh my gosh, I was still blaming my former business partner for the fact that Crown Yourself hadn't taken off in a year and a half. I was still blaming him. I was still complaining about money. I was still... I was still in such a crappy negative mindset. And that's what shifted was I got pregnant. And what shifted was I had to elevate my role. 
And so in order to shift your identity, you need to either make up a new role that you get to play in your life or you add in a new role. So getting pregnant, becoming a dog mom, stepping up into a leadership position, becoming a volunteer for, you know, underprivileged youth, elevating your role to something that is beyond what you feel capable of right now. Elevating your role to a role that scares you more than your current present identity. So the reason why I shifted so radically from my blame state and suddenly started transitioning in growing crown yourself was because the role of president and CEO did not scare me. Though I will say that there is a big difference between a CEO of a company of no employees and a CEO of a company of 500 or 5,000 employees. Big difference. Solopreneurs, just calling you out on that one. I had called my I called I had to call myself out on on that one. Um, I actually had a client who called myself out on that one, which I was very grateful for. Um, it was a Pilates client years ago. But the role of the title, let's just say title, because I really wasn't operating as a CEO back when my business was making no money. But that role didn't scare me. The role of business owner didn't scare me. The role of mom did. Because I had made a promise to myself when I was 18 years old to not have children unless I figured my shit out. And when I realized that while I'd figured out my shit around my body, I figured out my shit around relationships and the poor choices that I had been making in men and now was with my amazing husband, Spike. Even though I'd had those shifts, I realized that mindset-wise, I was still in a very similar place, a very familiar place, a very safe place, one of blame and reactivity, one where I wasn't taking responsibility or ownership for the effects or the, co- the, or the, st- the stimuluses in my life. As Viktor Frankl said in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, between stimulus and effect, there is a, re- there is a gap. And in that gap, there is your ability to choose. Your ability to choose what that means for you. Your ability to choose how that will affect you. So maybe you won't be, maybe you won't be able to entirely choose the complete effect in the 3D realm, but you can choose the emotional effect. You can choose the mental effect that you choose to make, give, give that experience. And so it is with that that you then choose to rewrite and create a new narrative for your, for your life. What if your life, what if your life was an epic narrative of championship and courage? One that inspired the masses. One that showed people that you can come from whatever circumstances that you came from that you are still living in that story of like, oh, that was shit. That was awful. Just know that there are people out there who are in that or worse, who you can inspire, who you can grow because you have made new choices, because you have transferred and transmitted and transmuted what that meaning was for you, what you made that experience mean for you by trying to live in some past meaning of what meaning you attach to an experience as a child 
by living in that, you're only repeating it constantly. And if you don't like the results of that repetition, then maybe it's time you start repeating a new story. Maybe it's time you start repeating ownership. Because then when you actually take ownership, when you actually put yourself at cause for your life and choose to be the creator instead of the victim, and you choose to be the challenger instead of the villain, because so many high achievers think ownership is, oh, let me just make everything my fault. No, 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 no. Not everything was your fault. Other people were at play. You're not the villain. When you flip the villain role into being the challenger and you challenge people's perspectives and you assert your boundaries and you challenge other people's boundaries and you challenge the way things have been and you challenge the beliefs that you've held and you challenge how you show up on a regular basis and you challenge the stories that you've been telling yourself Like I said in my TED Talk, the stories that we tell ourselves, that we are watching ourselves play out day in and day out in our lives are the ones that normally are the most, or the least actually, are the least consciously decided on and yet we're watching them every day. We're watching that story of unworthiness or not enoughness play out every day if that is what we have trained our reticular activating system in our brain to look for. Well, What if you just trained your reticular activating system to look for something different? What if you trained your reticular activating system to look at life through the lens that everything is working out in your favor? What if you trained your reticular activating system to look through the lens that everything that you experienced in your past has completely been a setup for you to achieve epic success in your life, in your health, in your wealth, in your your relationships? What if you made the decision, it is a decision to cut down any other possibility to any other story that your life right now is a testimony for what is possible. What that means is is that you are providing evidence every day to yourself of how life gets to be for you. If you don't like the evidence that you're seeing and then you don't like the results of your case that you are making consistently for yourself, might be time to change your story. Might be time to set, get, get you know, the, the Tom Cruise, a few good men, you know, you, <laughs> you can't have Jack Nicholson scene out and get to work on challenging. Challenging the stories that you have lived by. If they are not ultimately true, I, and I guarantee you, I have listened and heard and worked with hundreds of clients where their story ended up not being ultimately true. And here's the thing. If it's ultimately true, it's a universal law. Is it a universal law that we were born broken, damaged, and a victim? No. And thus, that's a belief. If it's not a universal law, then it is a belief. And if it is a belief then you can change it. And if it is a belief that is deeply rooted in your identity, it may take some time to change. You can still change it. If you would have told me 15 years ago that I would have an amazing, loving relationship with my body, I would have thought you're insane. Like, 
I was constantly getting bloated. I was constantly having like my body, it felt like I was at war with my body. I hated my body. If you would have told me that I would have successfully given birth with to two beautiful babies with no drugs and bounced back and still loved my body after, loved my body even when it was coming down from, you know, being pregnant, meaning I wasn't at my ideal weight or in my ideal shape, that I would still love my body. If you had told me that I would be in this place 15 years ago, I would have thought you were crazy. And yet it is possible. It took some time, but it is possible. If you would have told the angry, angry 16-year-old me, that I would be able to have a powerful forgiveness and love for my dad. Not without its boundaries, because there definitely had to be boundaries in place, but that I would be able to have a loving, trustworthy relationship with him. And the boundary was that so long as he didn't drink, oh my God, I would have thought you were taking crazy pills. Like, that I would have been able to have that that level of relationship with him where it was supportive and beautiful. It took time. But I was able to shift. And if I can, you can too. In whatever story you're currently living in, it doesn't matter what the story is, if you are not liking the results of how that story is playing out in your present life, then that is a past story that is running your present day. And that is, and the only way to change and set yourself up for a new future is to start changing that story. Start changing what those experiences meant for you. Start changing the story that you're telling yourself. If you're telling yourself a story that nothing's working out and everything you're doing is failing, you're going to see those results play out in your life. If you're telling yourself a story that everything you're doing is propelling you toward greater success, even the mistakes, even the things you do, quote unquote, wrong. (gasps) No, not that word. If you were to, to lean into that, you'd start seeing greater possibility around you. If you were to lean into a new story that says that you can see possibility from wherever, whenever, that opportunities, you spot opportunities from a mile away. If you were to lean into a story that you always make the right decision instead of always being wrong, what if instead you started telling yourself a story that you always make the right decision, even if it's a mistake, because you learn from it? What if you started leaning into the story that you can't fuck it up, that there's absolutely no way that you are not that powerful. You're powerful, but you're not powerful, not that powerful, that you literally can't fuck it up so that like no choice that you make will take you away from the amazing dreams that you are destined to have. What if you actually leaned into that belief? Everything comes down to the stories and the meanings that we are giving to our life's experiences. 
if you're not liking the results, if you don't like how your life's experiences or your past experiences or things that happened to you are making you feel, you cannot go back and change what happened to you. But you can go back and change the meaning that you are giving them. That is where your power is. And when you change the meaning, you change the beliefs. And when you change the beliefs, you change your identity. And you transform. Story by story. So with that, I encourage you to look at your past experiences. Look at those things that you don't like about yourself and start questioning Start questioning those stories that you're telling yourself. Start questioning the meanings and the stories that you're giving to those experiences. And change the meaning. Play with what would it mean if I just if it meant something different. Play with just being able to see things differently. Because just with that perspective shift, you have the power to transform your life. If this episode landed for you, please share it on Instagram or with a friend and write us a review because every review is helping us get to more and more people just like you who need a champion, a challenger, and a cheerleader in their council as they rise into being the queen, the king, the leader, the sovereign of their life. As always, my fellow sovereigns, own your throne. Mind your business because your reign is now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.